It's not. It's uh, California, shot in L.A. Interesting. Also, it's supposed to be the 1980s, but, it's, but it was not shot during that time period either. Oh, uh, sleepy bicyclist. It was not shot in the 80s, and there's one anachronism in songs. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. With that terrible Tears for Fears cover? No, that was appropriate. That was 19, you know, earlier than 88. So this was supposed to be 1988. The director, by the way, was like 22 when he made this movie. So he had no idea what the 80s were like. Yeah, that's true. He he made it at like 25 or something. It really was a zero to 60. um, That's not the right word. Uh, Yeah, zero to 60 in five seconds uh, story, you know. And Drew Barrymore is a lot behind it. Well, she produced this movie and she's one of the actors. Yeah, but she's an actress. Oh, right. Oh, I thought you said Andrew Barrymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, Andrew Barrymore plays Mrs. <laughs> okay, so here it says, Love Will Tell Us Apart by Joy Division appears in the film during the party. I'll, we'll get to that with Gretchen Upstairs, yeah. released in 1995. Oops. See, Middlesex, Middlesex Halloween Carnival. Oh, wow. Oh, Carnival. Ooh. No, Ooh, a Halloween movie. Here comes a red, yeah, suburbia. Here comes a red car. See it? Okay. In yes. there is a rabbit, <laughs> but not yet. Oh, is this a guy in the costume or is it mm-hmm. just a rabbit? Yep. Oh, wow. So, so you have to watch this movie a couple times. <laughs> so we've learned that Donnie Darko is a troubled boy who sleeps in the middle of the road. And now we're learning right. what a f- how much fun his family is. Yeah, the dad blasts him, his wife with a lawnmower up the uh, ass. That was a. It's it's actually the daughter, and she is Donnie's sister in real life too. Oh, she's Maggie to his shake. Yes. And here we have the, the youngin. She will go on to make a sequel called S. Darko. Which I've looked for on YouTube since we started the show four years ago. It's Every there, week it's I there. type in oh. It's there. It's there. Yeah, you... What, the full-length movie? Yeah. Astarco for free? Where is Donnie? What is Donnie? Oh, this is... This okay, is I got to play this part. I got to play the audience. Oh, I All missed right. it. I missed it. She goes... I'm voting for Dukakis. <laughs> She's starting shit at the table. See, man, you had to be bored of living in the 88 to experience it, mm-hmm. right? You can't watch like 88 and try to make it up. This guy's a genius. I hope he makes good movies after this. No, no. Um, look, I like him. I like him. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. But no, he goes on to write uh, something called Domino. It's like an L.A. bounty hunter thing. And, right. And he did something called Southland Tales, which I put in my DVD to see what it's like. Oh, you did? Good, good. Tell me what you think when you watch that movie. At least tell me what you think after the first hour. Then tell me what you think after the second hour. And then finally, tell me what you think after the last 90 minutes. And then I would love to hear your... 
Okay, now we learned that Donnie has <laughs> go, takes medication and, and he goes to a shrink. And they're fighting and they're cursing in front of the little daughter. He goes, mm. <laughs> he goes, you're such like a, a fuck ass. <laughs> he goes, oh, she's like, what is a fuck ass? <laughs> there you go. Donnie, Donnie. Settle down, kids. Watch, listen to this one. I'm all here. You are behind. So now we get teenaged angst, like, get out of my room, I'm reading, you know, that sort of thing. I would like to know where you go at night, you know. He's troubled. And so they're going to fight, and then when she leaves and closes the door, he actually calls her a bitch. But he kind of doesn't mean it. Right. Well, look, doesn't he die from a airplane crashing into his house? I mean, yep. you know, that's got some fun. Yeah. Don't want to ruin this movie for you, but... <laughs> no, but, like, it, that's a good thing that he dies in the crash. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. He doesn't want to die. He's all like, yeah, fuck it. Let's keep he, this movie going. He wants to die. He okay, should... look, what's happening is he's going to actually go into a tangent universe just like our own that's fated to die and save the real universe. Okay, so he wants to die. <laughs> he's sacrificed. Oh. No, he doesn't. Listen, he, he, there's a time when it goes out of joint. He has the ability not to die. He knows the right thing to do is die. And he's like, fucking, I'm going to go to a Halloween party. I'm going to go watch Evil Dead. Right? I mean, he, he does both of those time. things. Oh, I should check out that guy in the costume. Well, I got to go to the party to see it first. The guy in the costume uh, is actually the sister's uh, boyfriend. And so at one point, Donnie sees his real face. And I just don't understand why he doesn't go, you're the boyfriend. Right. Oh, Mike Dukakis. There he is, Dukakis. Now, Mike, something is about to happen, which will create a tangent universe. Oh, it's during the uh, debate from 88? Let's hear this. The Where's the Beast Lady is going to get some beef and seems to be a lot of whack. All right, here we go. Read my lips. October 2nd, 1988. October 2nd, 1988. Did you catch that? Yes, my birthday is October 1st, Carl. I'm still waiting for the uh, happy birthday, you know, from 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who's sleepwalking? Uh, Darko. Is it Darko? It is D. Darko. And you know why he's sleepwalking is because a rabbit told him, like, come here, Donnie. So he's like, yes, I I hear and obey. Carl, we're watching the same movie. What fucking rabbit? (laughs) This is rabbit. He is the manipulated dead. And he is going to manipulate Donnie, the manipulated living. Uh, I said that wrong. Yeah. Well, look how young he is. God, it's driving me nuts. 
Now, did you see he just grabbed a magic marker? Yeah. Okay. And he's out the door. Oh, right. He's going to, like, fuck up Patrick Swayze. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> he's going to draw a mustache on him while he sleeps at night. It's a very funny scene. <laughs> hey, who <laughs> the manipulated marker okay i'm gonna put on some audio because so eq can hear the rabbit all right there's the rabbit creepy as fuck It's a long movie. I don't know if I want to wait that long. <laughs> it's 28 days, and that's how long it really, in real life, took to shoot this film. Isn't that funny? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Look, this is just like the 80s. We used to fall asleep with the TV snow, and then we would have sodas by our bed. Oh, that's a that lamp. Okay, now something's know. about to happen to create a tangent universe. You ready? Uh-huh. Is it going to be an airplane crash? No, Michael! What? It's it not an airplane. It's just a jet engine. So it lands in Donnie Darko's bedroom, but he's not there because the rabbit told him to leave the house. Bingo. And said, 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds from now, the world will end. I don't really have time, man. I just, this is an hour and 90 minute movie already. <laughs> no, I wish it was 90 minutes. It's, it's a two hour movie. God, I'm really going to push this. Okay, guess what? We are now in a tangent universe. Oh, he woke up in the golf course of a tangent universe? With Patrick Swayze. You know it's an alternative universe. Patrick Swayze standing over you. Look at him. Swayze looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. Magic marker in his hand, and look what he wrote. 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds, Michael. You can make it. What's with this weird font on his hand and then in the placards? They're like October 22nd. It looks like, I don't know. You know, the font of the movie looks kind of Arabic, you see. Now, this movie released one month after 9-11. They changed the poster to not look Arabic. Interesting. They also took out the World Trade Center reference. <laughs> um, also, the, the, the ad had a crashing plane, you know, oh, so they yeah, couldn't right. really advertise it. It was hardly, nobody came to the theater to watch this movie because they didn't know about it. Because it was also a crashing plane in 9-11, what you're saying. Because that's that's what they thought, yeah. This thing was going to go straight to video at one point, and then Cinemax was like, well, we'll buy it. There's a lot of stars, you know? Yeah, right. You got Noah from ER, and you got <laughs> the Dylan Hall. <laughs> and you got, you got the dad from fucking uh, Donnie Darko. Look at him, man. <laughs> and the dad from Donnie Darko's in it. <laughs> <laughs> like and I that little that girl that. from S. Darko. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like the prequel. Now, the prequel look, Mike, Africa. look, they walk right under the engine. They would never do that in real life for insurance right. reasons alone. 
Also, wouldn't there be like a lot? Well, I guess these are the federalities. This is a federal matter. It's FAA. Now, look, you see the fat guy with sunglasses? Now, how's that Seth Rogen? You see, it's Seth Rogen. You will see him uh, in a red jumpsuit spying on the family later. Oh, okay. Sure. I guess uh, it's explained in the director's cut. Now, look, you see, that is the artifact that made the tangent universe. It's made of metal. Right. That's very important. Very important. And it could have killed. That's very important, too. It should have killed. You this see, the artifact, whenever there's a time loop like this, there is an artifact, and usually it's a weapon. This time it was a jet engine, but it sure could have killed him. So what do you mean? So there's a time loop, right? It's because there's a gun involved or it's, let's say I'm in a time loop. Carl, uh, let's say I'm in a time loop. No, okay, let's say I'm in a time loop. All right. All right. All right, Rain Man. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I was in a time loop. The fourth dimension is a very stable place. The primary universe is very stable, but sometimes it gets corrupted. And when it does, a part of it goes into a tangent universe. It creates a duplicate copy that's not stable. And it's going to, the world is going to end in like about a month, three weeks, you know, it's oh, always different. It's not stable. Right. But some weird force takes a person who's died and makes, and makes them manipulate a living person to save the primary universe. See, it's going to make like a black hole. And it's going to swallow up the primary universe unless Donnie does his job. Oh, which will uh, eliminate the tangent universe and stabilize the mm. primary universe. Mike, Earth you're Prime. talking to Carl Sagan. You're exactly right. So I get it. So the the superheroes that exist on this world exist <laughs> in Prime, and the superheroes from sixty years ago exist on Earth too. And then the superheroes that existed during World War II are in Earth-3. And then you have the evil superheroes, which is Earth-4, where the superheroes are supervillains, and the supervillains are superheroes. Oh, wait, here's Seth Rogen. <laughs> okay, here's Seth Rogen. Okay, now, Donnie has two, like, nondescript friends. They're just there as plot points to be his friends when he needs to be around friends. And look, see this girl? She's right. a very sweet girl. Her name's, like, Janita or something. She only ever says, shut up, shut up. And she's really a sweetheart who gets picked on. Um, right. Yeah, so throughout the film, we're going to get to know her a little bit, only with that shut up, but she's hurt inside. Then she does this very pretty dance, and then Donnie says something nice to her. She's just part of it. They're being a jerk to her right now. And she's going, shut up! <laughs> we're in her parallel universe. Yes, we're in a parallel in universe. Okay, here's yeah, a very nice up. scene. Whoa, the old back of the school bus camera yeah. angle. <laughs> this guy's a genius. Oh, look at this. He's just playing confidence. Richard Kelly, film director, is turning R. He did a good job with this. this oh, there's bad job. guy bully. Oh, him and Seth Rogen are the him and Seth Rogen are the bad guys. You'll see. But he talks, right? Seth Rogen does not speak a word in this movie. Yeah, he does. The first thing he says is, I like your tits. That's Betty. <laughs> She's oh, going right. to Oh, Betty. there's love interest. Love interest. And look, 
You know what, Mike? Even though she's alive right now, she's one of the manipulated dead. Seth Rogen giving cocaine. Cocaine. Canadian cocaine. There's the principle. Look at this one shot and sped up and shit. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) I said, when I saw this movie, I was like, what the fuck? Who directed this movie? (laughs) <laughs> he's it was old it's probably your age no it was 88 no he he's listen this guy's younger than us yeah i know around there in the age i this know is all his imagination there's crazy oh, looking great it looks great but i don't get this he's a national like cult guy but he's hanging around this one particular high school no he just hit now he lives in the community and his book took off and his tapes are selling He's new. Uh, he's the new rich. Oh, here's Andrew Barrymore. It's Noah Wiley, Andrew Barrymore. Andrew looks like a ghost. Well, yeah, I guess he's good in this movie. Oh, sparkle motion. They're all doing star search. It's really well done. It's really well done. And look how nice this is. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this hug. It's all well done. Well, people used to hug in the before times. It's not no, awkward. not like that. Okay. Now look, Drew composes herself, and she goes to be a teacher. Uh huh. And then, then this movie sticks his head up his ass. Watership Town is a book about, uh, I guess, bunny <laughs> rabbits and drowning and sinking ships. Okay, look, right. no, Let's it's look Graham it. Green. No, 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 it's Graham Green, whose birthday is uh-huh. also October 2. And he wrote a book called The Destructors, in which they flood an old man's house and burn his money. What? That's anarchy. <laughs> Donnie thinks it's okay. Easy. Donnie thinks they were just you know, trying to see what happens when you make the world crazy. Oh, when you burn down shit, Keith. <laughs> oh, that's very cheap. Donnie will burn down sheet. He does. He fucking tort doesn't he like fuck up the he fucks up the school pretty badly. He fucks up the school and he fucks up Patrick Swayze. He does. He does a number of Patrick Swayze. But what you I see, get is like so he just Yeah. He's the manipulated mm-hmm. living, so he's got some superpowers he doesn't know about. He can conjure fire. He can do telekinesis. He can. Con- he has super strength. Yeah. But listen, during the real universe, he just kind of sleepwalks and, and causes shit anyway, right? I mean. I guess. But he's manipulated by a rabbit. Gotcha. Okay, here comes love interest, the manipulated dead. And she has just been told by Drew Barrymore to sit next to the boy who you think is the cutest. Yeah, that's really weird. You know, he did, Richard Kelly did a movie called The Box, and he had Cameron Diaz as a teacher, and she was kind yeah, of weird too. Yeah, uh, 2009. Did he make another movie after that, or was it just those three movies? Uh, that's Directed. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, he did. He did write Domino, and that's pretty good. Listen, I like this guy a lot. He just, he broke in with a excellent script and a great, 
Okay, she's chosen Donnie, as you can see, and a great movie that was really well done. The thing it's lacking is all the stuff I'm telling you comes from this book uh, called The Philosophy of Time Travel, and we don't see it in the movie. It's not explained. I'm not sure why it became a cult classic because it was confusing. In the director's cut, you see the Philosophy of Time Travel book. We we should give a, a shout out to the director's cut, notorious director's cut, which uh, I, I agree, many consider it worse than the original movie. You know, I watched longer, the original. But... It has like some cheesy like uh, computer special effects of like rotating skulls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like and it'll say like bleep blorp, watership down is an as a metaphor for bleep blorp. You know, like it just doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to see the clapboard in the reflection. Now they're talking about the FAA and the shrink, and they're about to crash into somebody. Oh no! Whoa! Is it the rabbit? It is not the rabbit. (laughs) I forgot about her. She's so weird. Time travel lady. Yeah, she wrote a book on time travel. That's right. She wrote the book, The Philosophy of Time Travel. Carl, why didn't my realtor tell me how colorful my town is? I just moved in. I didn't know our sparrow lived here. <laughs> how interesting. Where are you guys? Hmm, you have a televangelist, cult leader, and a time travelist? In your one town. Good point, Mike. Yeah. In your Virginia. <laughs> they considered Vince Vaughn to play his part. If this film would have been interesting in a time travel movie, I would have watched it. But it would have, he would have been way too old. Right. Yeah, this is kind of a golden age for the Google and Hall. They, they could still kind of play teenagers. He's pretty thing old. With, for uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg considered the part, but he also was uh, too yeah, old. Yeah, 2001. Also, he yeah. wanted to have this weird thing in which he did the character with a lisp, and, and the director was just was not going for it. Yeah, I think the director's word was, even for me, that's a little too much. <laughs> Are you kidding? Gilding the lily. He, he's revealing to the psychiatrist that he has an imaginary friend, and that is the bunny rabbit. Now, you've seen the movie Harvey, right, with uh, Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, a rabbit imaginary friend. Oh, this they don't, that doesn't this get discussed, you know what I mean? He doesn't ever, in any interview or anything, talk. Nobody asks him that question. He never speaks to that point. Seth Rogen. Yeah, look at that, Rogen. That's all right. He looks good clean-shaven. Mm-hmm. Like he did in that oh, observe when... and report. Yeah, he was clean-shaven and excellent in that movie. It's only when he has a beard that he's kind of loses. <laughs> The, the thing I liked about that observe and report is he was a completely different character. You know, he wasn't Seth Rogen, yeah, who we know. He was like a Danny McBride in that movie. I guess he I don't know little, who that was, But Danny McBride shows up in that movie. He has a tattoo of a little kid on his arm. Mm-hmm. I did uh, see the film. Right, well, he... Danny McBride and the that film director tend to make these films about like terrible people, the Fishbook Way and uh-huh. he's found in uh uh Vice Principles, the the whole gemstones, righteous gemstones. 
All right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, he, I'm a dummy. He, he, played he played himself in This is the End. That guy. Okay. Oh, he played himself in This is the End. Uh, is he African-American? No, you're thinking of Craig Robbins. Is he from Canada and he was the one who's like thin and skinny? Oh, forget it. Never mind. Look, his buddy's here. I got to go. My Uber ride's here. Two stars. Rabbit costume. Okay, look, the rabbit made him get an axe and go uh -huh. to his school. And now he's going to use his super strengths. This is a this water is main. Not a quarter main. Me of <laughs> the quarter main's a great fan. Quarter flash. Uh, in the librarian, wasn't uh, what's his name? ER guy, a, a quarter main? Oh, right, because he, he's a librarian? Are you talking about that librarian series? Yeah, what, isn't his last name Quartermain? I forget. Never mind. Okay, I'm now good. they're getting the great news. The school is closed. Yay, we don't have to wait for the bus. Look at Jake. No, uh, no school today. Look in the 80s how we wore shirts with collars and, I don't know, the word isn't khakis. And we wore pants. They weren't jeans, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids do not well, do that in school. Uh, principal shoes are wet. He sucks, principal. That's right. Now, look, super strength, super strength. They're like, that solid iron. How can you do that? And look, how high off the ground is it? How did he do he it? Paul Bunyan. He, he turned into Paul Bunyan. He got his axe blue. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> He knocked off a bunch of other maybe. But who? Who? Weird font. Okay, so we should hear Seth Rogen's first line about the girl's tits. This is his first movie role, first movie line. I like your boobs. Yeah, me too. So they're obviously just creeping on her like assholes. So she's like, would you walk me home? What about the other girl? Other girl? Oh, oh, all right. It was just one girl. I'm sorry. I, I, I think a, a rabbit appeared and, and took me to a parallel movie where there were two girls. <laughs> There's Chinita. Is that what you, you mentioned her? Yeah. Chinita is yeah. not a love interest. Chinita is like uh, Jake's compa I mean, Donnie's compassion for the living, the manipulated living. <laughs> One of the reasons why he sacrifices himself is her. Ah, uh, I think it's because he's just selfish. Is mm -hmm. it? Well, I think I can help her as long as I can. I don't want to be around when the world ends. That's the only reason why he did it, is because he didn't want to be around when the world ended. Selfish. Selfish Darko. So now we learn that Gretchen isn't her real name. She had her change her name. Her stepfather was like a, a, a abusive, you know, he stabbed the mother with a knife. So he got away. So they ran to this new community and changed their names. He tells us everybody. 
Listen to this. That's terrible. He goes, she goes, Donnie Darko, what is that? You sound like a superhero or something. And he goes, what do you, what makes you think I'm not? So he knows that, that he has these superhero powers. I don't know if he knows, but the universe knows, you know, it's in his brain. It's oh, a lot man, of metaphysical wait. stuff going on here. Here's my impression of Carl receiving Southland Tales on DVD from Netflix. Oh, cool. Southland Tales is on DVD. Came with the belt today. Honey, <laughs> I'm blocking off the rest of the day to watch this movie. <laughs> Don't I do not want to be disturbed. Hold my calls. Hold my calls. And honey, honey, please, would you hold my calls while I watch this? Just sit here in this chair. I'm, I'm going to go into projection more in the screening room. Don't don't bother me for the next three and a half hours. Now, Donnie asks her out to like be a girlfriend, be his girlfriend, and surprise, surprise, she goes yes. Now, doesn't this remind you of, uh, of uh, Blue Velvet, the town when when Kyle McLaughlin's walking her home? I guess yes. It was super suburban and rich. Yeah. It's not yeah, really rich. rich. It's like uh, we're upper middle class. Their houses are far house? apart and, you know. And lawns. But they still have sidewalks, and that means suburban neighborhood, which is not what the rich do. Oh, right. Okay, so now so, there's more. Okay, let me just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to hypnotize. She is going to hypnotize him, okay? And we don't learn too right. much in this because he starts to get sexually excited. He's even going to jerk off, and she she zaps him out of it. But what's interesting is he refers to Christina Applegate. You know, he's talking about married with children. Uh, but there was a right. Alyssa Milano. What what was she in? What was that? Who's the boss? Oh yeah, right. She, uh, from who's the boss that was who was in the script and she said no and they went to christina applegator they went to yeah okay i mean there's money in it sure he thinks he got paid money for being in a reference about an 80s movie well yeah, yeah I mean, the 80s. well i don't know Alyssa milana did it says legal reasons maybe maybe that's it maybe in, to avoid yeah. getting sued they switched you it know to, what's the Spanish Who's the boss of Spanish is Kenneth L. S.A. Darko. S.S.A. Darko. S.A. Darko. I'm trying to rhyme S and. Oh, S.A. That means brother, I think. You could say S.A. Darko. I didn't do it right. Look, he's starting to masturbate. Look. And she goes, oh, shit. Clap, clap. <laughs> what? what the hell? You have my pen. Why is this bottle up my ass? <laughs> Doctor. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can't tell you that's, uh, that violates uh, doctor patient confidentiality. Now, that doctor hurt. That's Kathleen Ross. She was like in the graduate, and, you know, she was the star of the Stepford Wives. She was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I mean, she was a big deal. She came out of retirement to do this film in like 99 or 2000. Oh. 2000, I think it was. I don't know. 
And then the director's like, do you want to be a Southland Tales? It's like, yeah, I'll pass. I think I'm going to go retire again. You know what else sucks? She was paid scale. And so was the mom, by the way. Really? So he hates women. What? Uh-oh. Maggie, uh, how do you say it? Gillen Hall? What is it? Jake, right? Or, or Maggie? Yeah, what, what's the last name? Gillen Hall. Gillen Hall. Maggie Gillen Hall was paid bucks. I mean, she was paid, let's see. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Mona Lisa Smile. I mean, I know her from Batman. See, Batman was directed by Christopher Nolan, Nolan, and Christopher Nolan was the guy who convinced them to put this in theaters. Yeah, because I'm sure he saw this film and he said, this director is something else. You know, this is definitely a cool sounding. Now, look, now we establish that Donnie is a crack shot. Okay. Okay. And they have a discussion yeah. about the Smurfs. <laughs> right. Well, that's what we did in the 80s. I'm telling you, guys are genius. It's like I went back 30 years. They had complete Here's permission the... from the Smurf people to talk about Smurfs don't oh. fuck. Hannah and Barbara gave the okay for that. <laughs> it was, they had to go to Brady. <laughs> you got to fill out this paperwork. Okay, Brady. And, and, and Jokey has a gift for you. There would be a basket. Love that. So the Jokey thing is, always like, yeah, they allowed them to say like uh, they made Smurfs made pornographic movies and Papa Smurf watched them and they allowed it all. But the point the yeah, director's yeah. trying to make is Donnie's like Smurfs have no dicks and what's the point of life if you don't have a dick? You see the movie Slacker, the Richard Linklater movie, where it just goes around Austin all day and listening to people talk. These, these people talk about how the Smurfs uh, yeah. were there to make drama look normal, like to get you used to see blue people. <laughs> uh, that sounds great. It's called what again? Slacker. That's Slacker. an old school movie. Okay, I'm writing. Yeah, it's like a like yeah. I'm it's putting a bunch of Oh man, what a double feature right there! Southside Tales DVD followed by Slacker DVD. DVD, and it's a he goes around. Okay, okay. Now, once again, we see Grandma Deaf, who's the author of the book, and she keeps going to the mailbox to see if there's right. a right. And the bitchy asshole gym teacher lady, who's also a parent, you know, we get to n dislike her again because she's like, "I'm gonna Ooh. call social services." Now, look, she just checked for mail, yeah. right? Yeah. But no, she no turns place. around. I mean, maybe mail's come now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's time in a flat circle? The truth is she's waiting for a letter. She's waiting for a letter from someone who is a manipulated living. The next time there's a tangent universe. She wrote that book because somehow she was part of one. And she wrote that book for, I don't know if she was part of one. It's a mystery why she wrote the book, but but she expects that it's going to happen and she'll get a letter from the person who did it. Ooh, emergency PTA meeting, that sounds dire. Well, the school was flooded. Yeah, but I mean, like anytime you have to bring the parents into an emergency. 
I don't need that meeting. <laughs> thanks to the flooding, all our seats in the auditorium are soaking wet. Also, parents, thanks for coming to the auditorium tonight. Sorry about the seats. <laughs> well, I can't turn up the sound. Uh, my computers. Well, I, I wanted you to hear Kitty. She is like, I can't believe this filth is being taught in our schools because it talks about flooding. You know, the book uh, talks about flooding what the house. Oh, so you worship down inspired Donnie Darko to flood the. Uh... Oh, taking pills. Gonna see some CGI. Now it's not Watership Down. It's the Deceivers. Is that what it was called? By the right, author. By Graham. Yeah. That's when you have an unripe uh, graham cracker. <laughs> yeah, green graham. It's got to be moldy. Don't complain. Eat your graham cracker. This chocolate milk is curdled. Oh. Do not complain. Oh, who's in the mirror? Uh, CGI monster. Look at that. Look at that CGI. Wow, trippy. I wasn't expecting CGI in this movie. Right? You weren't expecting special effects in this movie. Trippy. Yeah, so that guy was in uh, Anchorman, like when they cut to the 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 camera crew and the the people. Are on the you sure? Board. You're That's talking about the husband. And the husband shows up at South Park, uh, Southland Tales. Yeah, Osborne Harris, or whatever the guy's name is, some weird name. He's so uninteresting that I kind of didn't look him up. Let's see here. <laughs> he, he is. Yeah. Osborne, Danny Darko dad. I've seen the Danny Darko scene. I didn't look him uh, up. He would, I did, I mean, literally, I did look him up. I just didn't write anything down. It was tri triple boring. Same thing with the little yeah. girl. She just went on to do S. Darko, and that's really interesting. Oh, here it is. No, no, that's not it. That's, there's Mary McDonald. Who was right. so excited that she got the part? She got, she got her first ever speeding ticket. Wow, that's a great story. She was driving to the set. She was also paid scale. I heard she got a speeding ticket driving away from Southland Tales. Get that script away from me. Uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, what? Seth Rogen. Okay, this whole guy's philosophy is that you're held back by your fear, okay? And you got to head towards the other end of the spectrum, which is love, okay? And if you look at every problem that you have in your life, it's all about your fear. And every success and everything great is all about love. Oh, you know what? Now you say it, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this all that backwards. I was afraid you were. Oh, it was fear. I was a fear. I love this. Uh -oh, Danita gets one. Hey. Wow, three books. Three books in school. What's the catch? <laughs> this is not too far off about the garbage stuff they have in schools. Like some of the other stuff. 
Okay, now uh, Anita reads hers, and you know, this girl didn't study for school, so what she's gonna do is cheat. Now, is that fear or love? And Chanita correctly chooses fear. Yeah. Well, it's also a love to cheat. There is a love to cheat, and when you get a good grade, you've succeeded, and that's love. Now, Donnie oh, reads a situation that's hypothetical, but it really doesn't have anything to do with fear or love. It's like returning a wallet and keeping the money. That's not done out of fear. It's like done out of being a jerk. Now, this is not the director's cut. This, this scene is actually in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> cut that out. Donnie, stop talking back to the teacher, dude. Yeah, really. Seth Rogen needs to just approve it. Yeah. Yeah. Have they ever been in another movie together? Uh, Not, I don't think so. I didn't look up Seth Rogen just because he's so known. I don't need to tell anybody. This guy was the doctor in MASH, you know. Right, right. This guy was in Creeper Creepers as Ambulance Man 1. Okay, so she tells Kitty to shove it up her ass. And so he's in the principal's office and they've suspended him from after-school activities. Oh, no. Well, right, the parents are doing it all, like, smirking, like, what our son said is cool, but we're yeah. respectable. But we're still going to have a smirky face on it. He did not buy this shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is all 80s, right? This is what they did in the 80s. So weird. And look at his dad. <laughs> he's going to vote for Dukakis, I think, in this universe. Yeah, he's not going to vote for Dukakis in any tangent universe. <laughs> There's no way. Did you get dressed down the teacher? Now she's getting a talking to from Kitty and really like getting chewed out, kind of. Even though I'm getting paid scale, I just want to take the opportunity to tell you to shove it. <laughs> I'm getting paid scale too. It was actually on the set of Charlie's Angels that Drew Barrymore and Richard Kelly agreed that she, her, you know, flower films would do it. It was they they produced it for four and a half million dollars, and Barry Moore had to have a part. Um, yeah, she had a good it, role in this. It was going to go straight to video or to the television stars. So anyway, it it through the influence they got to the two thousand one Sundance Film Festival and this new market films that we know is the host of this channel did release it in October, even though it was right after 9-11. Right. Well, we had changed the plans. We originally wanted to release it before any national tragedy, but you know, here we are. And it was Christopher Nolan who said to New Market, come on guys, put it in the the theater. Yeah, put it in the movie theater. People don't want to watch movies at home. Yeah, they gotta go to the movies. Noah gets his first real part. I mean, Donnie asks about time travel. 
and right. he's a teacher and it's interesting. Janita somehow is listening. I don't know why. Because it's a mad world. Mad world. I'm sure Starko is like, everybody wants to rule the world. <laughs> you know, the father who's a no-name, it was Tim Robbins who was the first choice. Oh, he would have been a good father. Like, he has the same kind of hobbit look to him. Yep. Right? He would have been a perfect father. Well, now, I give a shout out to him. It was 2001, oh, right? How old? I don't know if he would have looked the part. He would have looked fine. He's kind of ageless. I mm -hmm. saw him in a movie called DHIs. I E Y E S, DHIs. Uh -huh. And it's about a video set that a uh, boy recorded stuff. He got a video camera for his birthday in the 80s and he recorded TV shows and himself. And it's a parody of this. It's all shot on video. It's a parody of the 80s. It's good. Netflix. It's by Eyes. Uh, Plural? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. It's on Hulu. I can't get it on Netflix DVD. <laughs> no, you can try it on Netflix DVD, but you can just go to Hulu and watch it. <laughs> that could take a tab. They don't have that many movies. Good point. This is all shot in um, a high school, Loyola High School in LA. This really isn't in the, you know, Richard Kelly grew up in Middlesex, uh, in a Virginia town, similarly named. Oh. But he didn't. The Southland Tale in the second movie, he goes full on LA parody. You saw it? Parody. Oh, I've seen it a hundred million times. hundred million times. Okay. Where yeah, do I see it if not times. DVD, right? It has to be DVD. Yeah, you can see it on DVD. I don't I mean, I never typed it in to see if, uh, if it's on one of the streaming services. Okay, so it's, um, he's showing the book that the teacher gave him. And it is the philosophy of time travel. And it was written by that old lady they almost run over all the time. They're, you know, they're learning. Huh. They nearly killed an author. That's right. Yeah. Even. Uh-oh, slow motion trampoline. Ironic. <laughs> Why is it ironic? Because it's a fun time thing, but looks menacing when you slow it down. And then it doesn't look fun anymore, and that's the irony. Okay. Now I get it. You know what irony is. I do. Um, irony was, I think, what it was 800 BCE, right? That's that was the irony uh -huh. age. Um, that's right. I'm, well, that's what you did before temp, uh, before your temp job. You and irony all the clothing you had. <laughs> yeah, well, look good. I'm gonna. You know what I'm going to do, Shirt? I'm going to put you, I'm going to wear you like pants. Oh, the irony. Are you ironing your shirts? <clears throat> okay, so oh. now what we're learning is about, like, Frank says that there's a time travel, and the old lady, you know, the author said, whispered in his ear and said, 
that every living thing dies alone. And now he's like, I don't want to die alone. And he he's when he says alone, he doesn't just mean people, he means God. And he just doesn't think if there's a God anymore, because it's a ridiculous question. You can never know, and you'll die not knowing. So he doesn't talk about it anymore. And oh. yeah, Frank wants him to time travel. That's that's just hinted at, actually. This movie didn't make any sense. I'm falling asleep. Carl, Carl, this movie's boring the shit out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, let me try to find something I'm interesting. No, uh, I'm back. I'm back, man. Wait. Uh, okay, the infomercials from Patrick Swayze were actually shot at Patrick Swayze's ranch in Calabas, California. Isn't that interesting? No, I am so wide awake to hear that. That's exciting. Oh, man. Well, yeah, in 2003, actually... Richard Kelly released the Donnie Darko book. Wow, a whole book? Mm-hmm. It could. Well, I know, like, if you get the DVD, they have the Patrick Swayze video, the separate bonus DVD extra. Like, they they edited it, to, you know, to make it, like, a maybe seven-minute long, kind of SNL sketchy <laughs> uh, video thing. It's funny, nope. you know. It's, it's, uh, and you can see bits and pieces from it that they used in the movie. So it makes sense yeah. to shoot the whole thing and just use it as a source. Now, the director, before he finished the script, he was high and he was watching football, just like they are now. And the commentator, uh, Madding, like, did these drawings on the frozen frames of where the players would go. And then he hit play. And, of course, they went there. So being stoned as shit, he got this idea that everything would have a trail coming out of its stomach, leading you. Oh, nice place. Yeah, that's such a weird... Look at that. It looks like I'm watching the abyss. The abyss, <laughs> too. The, abyss, the suburbs. Maggie? So the way his father's going to go is predestined, which is straight to video. <laughs> right. Straight to the control room in the dark. The sister? Yeah. So now Donnie sees his own. And he likes it because, like, yeah. he's like schizophrenic, is he? See, that's the thing about this film. They're, he's supposed to be a schizophrenic, but if all this is real, it's the tangent universe, right? Well, he's in control, I guess, or like, I don't know. He's got to get convinced to, to save the real universe, you see. But first, he has to go to the. Uh windowsill where the alluring aroma of pie has uh, sucked his nostrils into the room. Oh, no, wait, it's on CGI. All right, so he finds a gun or something like that? Right, he finds a gun. It's it. He was led there by, I don't know, his destiny bubble or something to find it. It's not some serious CGI money on this movie. It's like I'm watching uh, James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it got me a gun. Now we hear a plane flying overhead super low, just foreshadowing that somehow a plane is involved in his saving the world. Huh. 
I'll check mark that for later. 12 days left. I think I was done with high school in 88. I was in college. You were, you graduated in it. 87. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So in 88. I was in a, I was college. You went to Brandeis in. Yeah. And I would sure send I you letters. <laughs> yeah, that's right, girl. And I would come visit that's... and get ill. <laughs> <laughs> Which we won't talk about on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Now, he doesn't get to kiss her, but it's not because she doesn't want to kiss. She just wants to do it in a time that's, like, perfect, in which the world is a nice place, you know? And right now, there's this guy staring at him. And it's the FAA guy, even though we don't really – doesn't really get explained. Yeah. So – her like affection and kissing and everything like it's part of the trick the the lure she's manipulated dead yeah that guy is so weird he was just like hanging out like that yeah so now they learn that their friend their son has an imaginary friend you know and it's they get right. shocked you mean my son is a crazy i mean he's schizophrenic he sees things and he talks to a bunny rabbit. <laughs> Me, Barbie? Right. Have you seen the movie Us? U.S.? Or Jordan Peele movie? Maybe. A lot, of, a lot of rabbits in that one. It's like evil doppelgangers that hang out at uh, uh, the beach. Evil beach. doppelgangers? They take your form? Yeah, they like hang out in the fun houses exhibit, waiting to be escape and take over. They're like, it's a family, and they see like a bunch of evil families, and it's fun, uh -huh. but it's like evil and they after each other. But there's a lot of rabbits in that movie. Should I watch it? Yeah, it's good. Did What's it like called again? DVD Q. U.S. U.S. Uh -huh. What year? Yeah. Oh gosh, 2018, 2019. Oh, so it's I can stream it. Okay, this is boring. Yeah. Look, look at the money they I spent. I... Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, and then you get the director's cut, and there's like even more special effects. In it. It's special effecty. When in doubt. And then special effects. I don't know. I think this is a great film. Are you interested? I love this movie. Yeah, it was a huge influence. When I saw it. I couldn't believe a film like this existed. It's pretty cool. <laughs> this is before like every like every cheap movie is like, oh, there's time travel involved. I think we're in a cheap time loop. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, by saying we're in a time loop, I just saved two million dollars in special effects. <laughs> right? That's a time travel movie. Oh, we're time traveling. Yeah? Yeah, I guess we are. Okay. Boom. No money spent. You know what I would like is like um, a, a, a time travel movie that really does explain what they're doing. Not like, we found a wormhole. We pushed the way right. back machine. Well, I should mention, we just saw the scene where Andrew and uh, Noah are making fun of Donnie Darko's name. Like, 
I had to admit the fact that they're dating kind of has something to the movie. Yeah. I think so too. Now, yeah. What we're getting now is this whole pitch about fear and, you know, it's that good morning. I can't hear you. Good morning. You know, it's the standard <laughs> motivational. Correctional school 187. Let's hear it. I didn't mean the correctional school. That's the 187 number. I just came up with a PS number. PS 187. Up, oh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen sighting. He's got a. He, he went to the barbershop and said, Give me a Swayze. Yeah. Dirty Dancing. Up, oh, oh, Frank. Yes. That's the name of the rabbit. Oh. Coincidence? I think not. Uh oh, chaos in the auditorium. Hi, I'm too short for a microphone stand. Yeah. All right. He says like he gets bullied and he wants to learn how to fight. And Patrick Swayze's like, that is the fear talking, boy. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's like a big age difference. Uh-oh, here comes Donnie. Yeah, here comes the smart ass. Huh, what, Donnie? Donnie, that's outrageous. How rude! Oh, my God. He's disrupting the auditorium. I feel He's sorry like for a, you, son. He's a self-righteous white boy. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I live at home. So he's being personally attacked, you know, like how much are they paying you for being here? And I think you're the uh, the devil or I forget exactly what he says. Lucifer. He is the, devil. the Antichrist, he, he that's what he is. says, the Antichrist. Wow, that's a little extreme. Well, of course the school is banned to be here. He's not doing it for free. There's one lady in the audience who goes on to be an actress of little note, but I've seen her face and stuff. Oh, Meryl Streep right there. Right, Meryl Streep. That's right. Oh, it's yeah. Fran Drescher. <laughs> wow. Holy What's cow. All right. All right, Donnie. The ear rough shenanigans are out of here, right. you. Go sit down next to the end. I you. Yay, he told us what. Now he's ranting and, you know, and she's like, calm down. and He can't, he's wired up. He's the living receiver. He's receiving the artifact. I do like the little hangout place where they got like a full-on couch in the middle. Yeah, and he drinks alcohol and shoots guns at bottles. And it's right across the street from the house of uh, the author. So he's going to write her a letter, right? Yes, he is. Be like, I fucked with your face. I fucked you up, man. You were expecting a letter and here it is. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> While you're sleeping, I did a mustache. 
<laughs> I wasn't even hypnotized. I, I was completely conscious when I did it. Now he admits that he's been seeing stuff like hallucinating, like those time uh, bubble things from the abyss. And they're all in that book. Oh, yeah. Bling, 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 bling. Okay, so now they're having a heart to heart about time travel if it's possible. And if you're doing it's, you know, if you could see your own future, wouldn't you do something different? He goes, Not if you're following God's plan or God's path. And then he's like, I can't have this conversation with you. I might lose my job. And then, like, he's really cool about it. And he says, okay. Well, I think this is a great scene. This is where basically the teacher says, you know what? This is just, I can't. This is on my parade. You know? <laughs> right. I'm at the school. What more do you want from me? This Noah Weil, you know he was in ER and he won an Emmy there, but uh, he was also like one of the guys in A Few Good Men, one of the accused, and he was Steve oh, wow. Jobs in, in Pirates of Silicon Valley. That's right, with Michael Anthony Hall playing. Uh, right, uh, I enjoyed that. Who's playing Bill Gates. Right, right. that's right. And so of course, The Librarian, about? it's a franchise. Yeah, that's like TBS. It's like coming up next, the librarians for more librarians. <laughs> that's right. Are you are you on a cliffhanger from Librarians Three? Well, don't worry, TBS got you covered. <laughs> we went ahead and did a fourth librarians movie. What? It's true. That's crazy. You would figure TBS would have plenty of things to air. Not true. <laughs> Uh, Donnie Bar Darko got a little bump in 2016 because the calendar days of October that year fell the same. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. I had a Donnie Darko catalog, uh, uh, calendar back then. Now he, uh, he finds a wallet, and the wallet is the guru guy he hates, Patrick Swayze. And then the rabbit's like, now you know where he lived. Oh. So the rabbit threw it there. Here's the the philosophy of time travel, and he's showing it yeah, to. I think there's more of this in the in director's cut. She actually says yeah. in the director's cut that you you can stop taking your pills; they're a placebo, letting us know. Oh, that's that, interesting. Yeah. Huh, but not in the movie. The original movie. Right, not in the movie that got dropped. I don't know why. Uh, it just seems like more on more. I mean, like, he's pretty fucked up to begin with. He doesn't need to be taking placebo. <laughs> oh, how 80s is now, that? Now we get a Seth Rogen, uh, like, we get a lot of Seth Rogen. Oh, right on. So they're saying, yeah, what if you showed babies nice images, they would grow up nice then? And like, they didn't think it through. Like maybe babies need their sleep at night and they part the darkness is part. IMG, what a great idea, Carl. <laughs> IMG. 
Z M G. O M G. O M G. O M G. Oh, look at those okay. guys. So you have a... Now let's hear some okay. Seth Rogen stuff. Here he goes. Oh, oh, that's awful. <laughs> He's like, out, out, you are fighting. Yeah, it's the same thing in the box. Like, this student acts like a total dick to Cameron Diaz. Like, this says nasty shit. Oh, it's time is right. Kissing, kissing. Now, she was in the Hunger Games, this Jenna Malone. What, well, what, part, what, uh, what territory was she from? Was she from, like, the rich territory? Or was she I, from, don't like, the... <laughs> I don't know. Now, check this out. They're going to go see, you already know, um the evil dead but originally they intended to have donnie and gretchen go see chud 1984. chud really yeah chud one i don't know like this is kind of cool like it's pop culture and pop culture you know like well guess why they couldn't do chud uh there were problems finding out who owned the rights to the movie it's in the title. It's the, it's the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> they own the right. Just got to go to a sewer in New York City. Yeah. They didn't pay money for oh. the Evil Dead footage. This uh, Sam Raimi, is that his name? Yeah, right. That's his director. He gave it to Timothy Kelly. I yeah. was talking to my good friend Chris Mellon. He told me what great movie you were doing. So here, just take a kid. Make Southland Tales afterwards. Now, Donnie is a little annoyed with Rabbit. Why do you always wear that stupid rabbit costume? Take it off. Oh, oh and then the rabbit says, why do you wear a stupid human costume? Right. Whoa. Exactly. Burn. Burn. Oh. Take it off. Frank the rabbit, you turn the tables on me. Have you ever seen a Halloween costume that looks like that? Never. Never. Now look, look at Frank's eye. Now, the Frank we're seeing is the boyfriend of his sister. So why doesn't he go, you're, you know, you're Frank, the guy I know, you know, he doesn't do that. Listen, wouldn't you want to see your girlfriend's boyfriend fucked up like that? Again. Now look how Gretchen sleeps through the whole thing. She has to. Right. She's well, also the manipulated dead. Plus the movie's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. It's slow. No evil dead too. She's not the evil dead. She's the manipulated dead. All right, they're talking. What do you mean the world's gonna die? Well, he goes, when's this going to end, Frank? And he goes, you should already know that. So, I don't know. It's some sort of distortion, and we see the house of Patrick Swayze. And he's like, you could burn it down. Oh, yeah. I think it's kind of cool to to fuck up this movie, because it's such a weird movie anyway. Like, right? It's like The Living Dead and... uh, 
different uh, evil time warps. There it is. Burn Swayze's house. Burn down his yeah. ranch. Watch, he's disappeared. See that? Yeah. One double feature. What's the so, other movie that's coming? Like, huh? The other, oh, darn. I, I, I read it, that and I didn't, I didn't copy it. I didn't think it was important. There it is. Oh, no, that's Evil Dead. So he leaves Gretchen sleeping in the theater. Does he know that she doesn't really exist? Oh, here we go. Evil Dead, the left depiction of Christ. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Well, it's supposed to be scary. It would make a good Halloween. Now, for the first time ever, we don't see Chinita like the victim she's leading something now she's doing something right now a lot of people think it's funny and one guy shouts out you suck like towards the end but she doesn't she's like she's no sparkle motion (laughs) there's sparkle motion getting ready and do you think a star code is all about sparkle motion? Betty says, if you feel like throwing up, Sally, just swallow it. And she goes, okay. That's like bringing on. Okay, now, the internet tells me that Donnie starts the fire without a match. But, and he's supposed to be, have that's supposed to be one of his superpowers, fire. But I don't know. He uses gasoline to. I don't know. Well, he don't forget, like he burns a certain part of the guy's house to reveal something. So he maybe had to use the gasoline to. uh, No, but if you can, I've actually saw a fire like in my house, and it spreads. You don't need gasoline. Didn't Waterman save the day of (laughs) that? Good point. (laughs) Yeah. Sparkle emotion. So you know, I don't. You ever seen the movie Welcome to the Dollhouse? Uh, no. Maybe the the main character's sister also is in like some kind of dance group. Oh, now you I know what song the they're name. doing, right? Everybody wants to. You don't know. Well, let's take a listen. No, let's take a listen. Oh, the reflex. Good guess. It's right. Notorious. Oh, the Notorious. I thought it was the River Reflex. Now, it was supposed to be Pet Shop Boys in a Western town in Denon World, but they didn't get the song. It would have been more apt. So they did Notorious. Yeah, notorious. And it would have it been a totally rest. different feeling. Right. Do you remember the video for Notorious? Wasn't it? No, it was a reflex where it was the pet mode performing live, and somehow water starts bursting out of the giant right. video trees above the Duran Duran. Yeah. yeah, like a, like a waterfall. Yeah, right. 
Which, I'm sorry, that's a little problematic. They probably get electrocuted. Now, look, see, Donnie's you... doing gasoline. Now, we don't see a match. Yeah. See, it just flames. But I don't know. Nice. I think Donnie, we could have just not seen the lighter, but the internet insists he just did it out of his will. Does this look like the Nirvana video? Mosquito, it's mosquito. <laughs> There's a millennial version. There you go. Weed anus. Come on now. Weed anus. Entertainers. <laughs> All right. Anus. Here we are now. We eat anus. It's the millennial version. There's Chinita. Chinita. But what's the big line is I'm starting to uh, doubt your commitment to circle um, motion. motion. Yeah, well, that's coming up. Uh, It's not time yet. You see, Donnie had to burn down the house so that that woman couldn't go to L.A. so that her mother and her daughter the daughter could be on the plane that will have a jet engine ripped off of it to resolve the paradox between the primary universe and the tangent universe, thus saving the primary universe. And you could say like, wow, Richard Kelly, you did a great job with time travel. Best of luck in your next movie. I wonder what it's going to be about. And he's still like in Southland Tales, and I'm not spoiling anything. There's time loops in that movie too. It's fucking amazing. Really? Yeah, wait till you see something. No, I'm not going to watch it. You spoiled it. (laughs) Oh, screw you. (laughs) Okay, now we find out, just like you said, Patrick Swayze has been arrested because the fire revealed child pornography and he pedophile stuff. Kitty porn in his basement. A kitty porn dungeon is the way it was described. So now he's totally disgraced. Wow. I guess. And that was required to get the mom on that plane. Six days left, Mike. Six days It's six days This is my life. You're, you're making fun. These are songs from the big chair, Carl. Carl from the big chair. These are songs from the big chair. Uh, it's it's big. Okay, so now Drew Barrymore is fired. Get out of here. Work the week and yeah, and pack your stuff yeah. and skedaddle. And it's go, I go guess because of the book. Oh, because of the destructors, Grand Yeah, Green? I guess. We're still on that. Now ah, and nobody heard but Danita. Oh yeah, there she is. That was smart. Their lunch. <laughs> oh well. Bye, Drew. My mind's eye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
It's like they're crying. Wee, 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 wee. Uh, so there you go. Uh, these are songs from the big chair, Carl. Okay, are... whatever that means. Do you mean the big chill? I don't know what the big chair is. No, here's her fears, which God forbid they see even call themselves that. Had an album where it was like songs from the big chair. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, songs from the big chair. Oh, all right. I was going to make fun of it. I thought you guys were pretentious, but <laughs> oh, no. Look at that. Kitty Dungeon. Now, in order to get the living receiver to fulfill his destiny of saving the primary universe, the manipulated dead must create, and the manipulating living must create a insurance trap that ensures the guy's going to do it. And that's what's going on. They're setting up. All right, she's saying, listen, you got to go. She, yeah, she's uh, saying, oh, this is, I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. Whoa, there's the money shot. But I do like how she's like she's kind of dressed down a bit when she when she comes with problems, mm -hmm. you know. Like it, it tries to give her like a little bit of some a little dimension. She was the um, the nitty nit, you know, the little fuss pocket, uh, fuss bucket of what was it? It was Little Miss Sunshine, and she was like the registration lady. Sorry, you can't. Uh, it's too late. I have to see that movie. Here it is. I. You should listen to your dedication. Stop that. Yeah, there's the money on it. That's yeah, the cult line right there. Is. Hey, we did it. Uh-oh, evil Frank. It up, it's uh, getting Yeah. Yeah, eight days remained. What the fuck's wrong with my son? Yeah, I know. That's Frank. Son. Mom, I can't explain. So Please now don't make me explain. She's like, I'm going away. I have to go. Your sister's in charge. She'll drive you to therapy. And he's like, how does it feel to have a cuckoo bird for a son? And she's like, pretend, you know, it feels wonderful. She's like, she loves her kid. And it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a kid, I'd love that bitch. You bet. <laughs> well, you know, honey, I was expecting a jet engine to land on you, but here we are. Do what you got to do, and then when you're ready to die from a jet engine, we can course correct the universe. But you know, mm -hmm. you do you. It is what it is. You do you. Uh oh, how many days remain, Carl? Oh no, we don't get that. Look, he wrote his letter. Darko. Darko. They laugh at it. No, Wyland, Drew uh, Barrymore laugh at his name, like as if to say, "Come on." No, I don't think it was at his name. I think it was just like he's a character. I I always took it as they were laughing at his name too. Look, cellar door. Uh -oh. Do you see cellar door on the chalkboard? Uh huh. Why? 
No, it's just you, Carl. You're crazy. Now, Drew Barrymore, she's part of the one of the manipulated living. Look, these people, they know they're going to be destroyed, even though they don't. In 28 days, they'll do anything to save themselves. So they get they set the stage for the insurance trap, and that is cellar door. At the insurance trap, he's going to go down into the cellar. You'll see. You see, it was 1955. Okay. J.R.R. Tolkien said, sure. declared that the most English-speaking people will admit that cellar door is beautiful. The phrase cellar door, it's the perfect English phrase. Do you uh, agree? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> that, that... No, no, I think you guys want to. Okay, you should listen now, because now's the touching moment with, Sin with Chinita. Oh, yeah. That's your catchphrase. Now look, she oh, wrote yeah, Donnie right. Darko's name on her book with the heart. Yeah. Yeah, what a dick. Now she wear oh. he wears her earmuffs as if to say like not I'm carrying you, but I'm connect like so now we have well, he drama. She he, he says, I'm creep. And she's like, Oh my god, I can't believe I like you. And she ran off. He's like, No, I'm gonna wear a part of you. Like uh -oh, no, right, this is where he talks funny. He's gonna talk funny, right? Like he gets into like Frank's voice. No, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't get into Frank's voice. He. Okay. She, she, he's admitting that he flooded the school and he burnt the house, you know, and she's really scared. And he's like, did Frank tell you to do these things? And the answer is yes. And like this big thing is coming, which is supposed to be the end of the world. So. He's like, I see Frank right now. And he now knows, like, uh, remember, he's hypnotized, so he's being honest. He right. knows that he's got to yeah. make a choice to do the right thing, and he doesn't want to do it. He's He wants to live. He's scared. Right. I'm telling you, he's selfish. It's only when he realizes that if he's going to continue this way, it's the world's going to end, that he says, all right, I'll do something about it. <laughs> right like it's raining you're letting all the water that's eh, fine I'll and then when you get wet you're like oh, the door no but mike <laughs> to save the universe means he dies he dies well you know he knows it's a fake universe that he should have done it a long time ago no in the primary universe he won't exist anymore he'll be smushed by a jet engine right i'm aware of that <laughs> now he's like, I see, I see Frank right now. Oh no! He looks up at the sky. Uh oh! I'm acting. Carl, I'm acting. I'm Jake Chilwell. I'm acting. I'm acting. I'm acting. 
he was acting his acting debut was city slickers in 91 as like one of the kids oh interesting i guess well he was in bubble boy you ever see that piece of shit yeah bubble boy you wanted us to see it he was in that he was in jar yeah, I wanted to... <clears throat> well he was in a bunch of really good like kind of over the top movies you can find on netflix he did okra and the uh Velvet Buzzsaw is a good one. Is another mm-hmm. over-the-top film. Oh, nice! Have you seen Nightcrawler? That's a good. That's one. a great film. I loved him in that. <laughs> yeah, he was creepy in that. And I loved like, him he, in he, Source he, Code. He, source Code, yeah, good old Source Code. What a bummer that movie. More time travel, like, just, sort of. Kinda. Well, yeah, it's a time loop. You know, and then he, at the end, he's like, I'm going to move left because you're going to try to hit me on the right side. Ha ha. I took your handcuffs because I know the last time I got handcuffed. <laughs> Look at that. So now. And then it's like. Fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just pissed about that movie. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just a plot point. She, she got into Harvard. And so like. Ooh. The oh, FAA guy. Yeah, what's up with that? Nothing ever comes of it. So... Oh, this is like high school students' party, Carl. This is what it's like. Well, because she got into Harvard and the parents are away, they do a party. And at this party, I mean, it's got like a... He's got like a day left. It's like tonight's the night, I think. And who should right. come over but manipulated live uh, dead... His girlfriend, Jenna, Gretchen, and they're even going to do it. Look at this. This guy's never been born in the 80s, and he's got people dressed up like Hulk Hogan. And Ronald Reagan. Yeah, nailed it. Well, it it was a movie. I'm sure that they had art directors, right? I'm telling you, this guy's a genius. (laughs) <laughs> this film is genius i wish she was genius because i want him to okay so now she doesn't know the parents are away she's like call me the second you get this your son is going to do something bad i don't know what he's going to shoot up the school <laughs> okay manipulate yes. dead comes over and says her mother is missing it's got to be the stepfather who stabbed her you know and the police said to go somewhere where she felt safe so so, and I heard you at a party, and I wasn't I invited. But you know, my stepdad's going to try to kill me, so I figured, well, maybe I should come to this party that you didn't invite me to. That's the only reason why I'm here. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right. She shows up for that reason. She wasn't invited. <laughs> no. Oh, look at all the little rabbit skulls. Uh, sister knows. Gothic sister. Okay, now, she's very distraught about her mother, and she's upset, and her mother might be getting killed. Who knows? And uh, so what choice does she make? She makes love to Donnie Darko, who loses his virginity. Well, then he realizes, well, did it. 12 hours to spare. Yeah, I'm not a virgin anymore. And And you can go to heaven, porn star, ghost. Yeah, right. Yeah, meatballs three. I did it. I did it, God. I got the, the nerds yeah. laid. I'm All Mae right, West Sally. over here. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing Mae West that entire move. 
She says the ghost of a porn star talks like Mae West. Yeah. She didn't do oh, her research for that film. Okay, yeah. now, so the sister's like, where's my boyfriend, Frank? And the answer is he went on a beer run. Oh, this is where the audience goes, oh, now everything makes sense, I think. Now I get it. Okay, they're coming back from L.A. with the good news that they made it into the semifinals. Notorious. Notorious. Oh, Star Search, right, with Ed McMahon. Yeah, with Ed McMahon. Okay, Adam. here's a new comedian. His name is Sidbad. Wow, that was great. Wasn't there like a, there's some country singer that dominated that show. I liked Sinbad. He wasn't threatening at all. He was without that. He had orange hair. You would think he's bad, but he's without that. He's Uh he's got sin and he's got bad in his name, right? Sin and bad. Sin Sin being the Spanish word without. And then bad, meaning he's without that. Sin as without God. He's sinning. He's sinning all the time and he's bad. Well, sinning is bad. He's not without bad. Yeah, okay, That's what's going on with that. Donnie? What's going on with Donnie? He looks all fucked up. Uh, what's with Richard Kelly? I think he's fucking drunk behind the camera. Could it be it's time? What's this? He's oh, getting yeah. led somewhere. Frank was here, went to get beer. Why should he know about Frank? Frank is the rabbit's name. Right. Who would leave that? So his sister didn't write those notes, like quote the caucus. Now his sister wrote that? <laughs> uh, Frank wrote it, and he wrote it in the same font that he wrote, They Made Me Do It. Oh, and then it's time. So now, <laughs> Donnie sees through a wormhole. And he starts to understand how it has to be him who goes and gets that jet engine. Right. He's got to do it with this telekinesis. Go ahead. Bonk me in the head. So now he's like, the time is near. I have to go talk to the author. She's the only one who will know what's going on, what I have to do. So he goes and he's like, he's going to put the letter in her mailbox. But, but that right. is the insurance trap. The manipulated living have brought him there. No, but manipulated living, those are the two friends that Donnie Narco has proving he has friends. Right? It's, all, it's Drew it's Barrymore for mentioning Cellar Door and talking about the Destructors. Right. It's Noah for telling him about time travel. These people are compelled by something they don't understand to, to like act and play a role so that Donnie gets, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, Gretchen, uh, it's the guy getting, you know, it's the reason that the parents got put on the plane. It's now he sees, what does he see? The door to the cellar, right? Yeah, weird. So he thinks there's something in there for me. Uh-huh. It's a Twister family. They're hiding from a Twister. <laughs> the twister gone. Yes, it is. You can come out now. 
<laughs> Where's my cow? I have my cow right there. What happened to my cow during the picture? Where's oh, where happened? happened? Yeah. <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. I swear to God, if I paid admission, I'd be like, I got my money's worth if you saw that cow fly in the air. Whoa, boy. Oh, Twister. It's a real movie with the real cow. No, no Twisters were harmed in the making of this movie, but we fucked up the livestock. <laughs> no CGI cows were harmed. Your eyes might have hurt from looking at that CGI from 96, but yeah, well, it was okay. Wow, look, there's a piano in the cellar. This is a gin joint. See, there's really nothing down there for them, and he's a little confused, but it was Seth Rogen. Oh, I don't even remember this part. This is what's happened to him? This is what gets Gretchen down on the ground, you see, and hurt. Right. Seth Rogen. Rogie. Boo. Now he's really he's sort of like doing him harm. He's holding him down. He's got a knife to his throat. Yeah. Must be like partying with Dave Franco. Yeah, right. Your brother couldn't come out tonight? No, the cops won't let him out. You got to hang with me. Okay, here comes the red car. Frank is in the car. Okay. And that's the one he passed in the beginning of the film. Now, who comes out? Who comes out to check if there's any mail? Oh, the old lady. Yeah. And so to swerve out of the way of the old lady, who got her letter finally, he runs Gretchen right. over. And she's dead. Oh. Oh, no. And then it's going to be pathetic because it's going to be the guy in that Halloween costume. Like, what happened? Yeah, exactly right. With his California plates. It's in Virginia. I know. Uh, insane clown posse shows up. What a clown. <laughs> Beat it, clown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Gretchen, wake up, wake up. Did, oh, did we run you over? Can you believe this clown? <laughs> Can you believe this clown? Look at the tire oh, no. tracks. Wait a minute, when he goes back to real universe where he, he allows the jet to land on him and then people live? Yeah. She doesn't even know who he is, right? Like, they never meet. That's right. They're Frank. But they'll all be haunted in their dreams about it. Now, look. Remember, he's a crack shot, we learned, and he stole a gun. Yes, and? And his eye looks pretty healthy to me. Right, no gun, no bullets out there. What's your point? Oh. Dead is dead, Frank. Oh, that's why Frank haunts him, because he knows he's going to kill him. So he tells the clown, run home and tell your parents that everything's going to be okay. I guess it's because Donnie has now decided he's going to do it. That's right. how his oh, eye well, got up. Wow. It all comes together. Meanwhile, the fucking time travel lady is just hanging out in the middle of this. She got her letter. Got she my- found her letter. She's going in to read it. Now they in the director's cut there's a necrophilia scene. 
Really? I don't know. No. No. It's a threesome with Frank and Gretchen. <laughs> they said, listen, for the home release, oh, look, Blockbuster is going to make a Yeah, card. did you see the Blockbuster cards? They might want to see a video Just tonight. Just like the 80s. I'm going to go rent Johnny uh, Darko from Blockbuster. I'll be right back. They didn't have all they have is Estarco. All they have is Estarco. Why would someone make a sequel to this movie? I don't know. And I didn't watch it, but reports are that it's really quite weak. Look, look. Yeah, look. The skies are dark. Shit's fucked up. Yeah. Could it be a black hole is forming? Oh, I fucked this shit up. Oh, I really fucked this shit up. This better be a time hole loophole. <laughs> this better be a dream. Ew, he's got his dead girlfriend in the drive. Yeah, he's got his dead girlfriend in the front seat. See, he, with his love of his life gone, uh, you know, the only way he can save her and everybody like Chinita is to do his duty. What is that because of his duty, that he just lies in his bedroom and waits for the jet engine to land on him? Yeah.
things that are that <laughs> motley every day. That though. motley Able. crew, Abel Jaramillo over here just flipping everybody off, yes. looking like he just no, got really, out of court. I, mean, I don't think it's just you. It's not something you could just do six times a week for like five months and then just assume that you're going to be really good at. Yeah, or be better at. I mean, it's just. It's it's weird. It's it's a tough way to do it. Like is is it is is comedy something that you actually saw yourself doing your entire life, even as even as a kid, or is this something yeah. that you just kind of grew into? No, I mean I grew into it. I mean I again, you know, I was after high school. I was just going to college, and then I met um, you know Sammy, one of my buddies from high Sammy school. Sammy obeyed, yes. Not a boy. They're looking for Abel right now. I know. Huh? <laughs> it's not the police. They actually think he OD'd. Like, I know one of these assholes are parked illegally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're a fire truck. Uh, but the um, the uh, what was it? What was the question? We were talking about uh, the. Oh yeah, was this something? So, was it, yeah, was this something that you saw yourself doing your never whole saw life? Myself. You know, the weird thing about stand up is I never really saw myself doing stand up. I, I kind of wanted to go to law school. My sister's a doctor, once a lawyer. I always thought it'd be really fun to be a lawyer because I like uh, I like reading. I like learning up on stuff and. And I think being in a in a courtroom battling some other dude would be hella fun. Right. Um, so that that's something that I was actually focused on doing. But then I met my friend Sam. He was doing stand-up comedy a year into it, brought me into uh, a couple mics. Um, but that's pretty much that's basically where we started. And then you just get addicted to that, man. What I was mean, your what was your do you remember your first, first experience? Time, do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I did Mission Pizza over there in Fremont. It was like Valentine's Day, yeah. 2009, I think. So I just go up there and uh, again, I invited a lot of my friends. I'm from Fremont, so there's like 40 of my friends. Right. And I just remember going up there and just doing like 20 minutes, 25 minutes almost the first time. And I did really well because all my friends were over there. I, like, killed it. I was like, okay, this is really – this is what I should be doing. This is awesome. And then I hit, like, four mics that week, and it was just, like, not the case. And, that, yeah, it, it hurts, right? It hurts. The world is just all like, uh, I, mean, I don't know who Mark is, so this isn't funny. Why are you talking about your friends? <laughs> like, you guys know Mark. I'm like, we didn't go to your high school, sir. Okay, so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Because here's the thing about comedy, man. Like, when the crowd rejects you, you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's not like you, you put up a – I don't care. You, you're not supposed to. I, oh, most definitely. Oh, I don't care. I just yell back at them. Right. I said, I'm sorry you're not too uh, smart to understand this dick joke, but right. I don't think it's not funny. <laughs> it's a very sophisticated dick joke. That's exactly you know, what's going on. You're going to get rejected by hot girls eight times a week. Who gives right. a shit about the crowd and Billings? Well, see, that, that's, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's a great like, what point, what I really though. wanted was Tanya, not for you idiots to like me, so I don't give a shit. No, no, but that's a great point, though, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when you get accustomed to the feeling of, yeah. of rejection, of instant yeah. rejection, it's easier to go out into the world and yeah. just be as badass as you want to yeah. because it's, it can't hurt you. It's like it's like being whooped on the back so many times that your back is just numb now yeah. at this point. So, I mean, do you find – like, I don't love you. It's like, like, I don't care. You're like, I don't love the me either. jokes aren't working, Kelly. I'm at Mission Pizza. I don't love me either, okay? I know. I tell you, dude, that's, that's the thing about it. You cannot care about the – you have to – rejection – even when you get great, you're getting rejected. I mean, there's always going to be rejection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even when you blow up, there's going to be roles that you're not going to get or TV shows that you're not going to be on, even if you're out there killing it. Right. So you got to get quick. Rejection should be the first thing you should actually think of. Right. So when you're happy, when the one rejection doesn't happen, you're like, you know what? Things are good. <laughs> I'm going to be it's fine. Like, uh, it's like they're serving breakfast after 10. This isn't a victory. <laughs> is there is, is there like a goal for you, though, Kabir? Like what, what is – I get this question from – 
uh, younger comics like what is it that you want to do like what where do you want to be in like five yeah. to ten years what is what is the goal that Kabir Singh has in mind in terms of yeah. comedy or entertainment well listen you can't put a number on when you want to achieve it but like literally my goal is I love doing stand-up comedy that's my thing I would love performing on the road 260 days a year yeah. all over America and the world repeatedly theaters and sell tickets of course fortunately you have to get on television to do that and other stuff that you have to get good at to do what you want to do um, but that's that's basically the goal and really honestly the goal I mean of just going city to city and making people laugh I've pretty much already over I've already achieved I mean I get to go I mean I'm not getting paid great and there's a lot of shows that do suck yeah. but I'm still hitting that I still get to go out and make people laugh so it's a lot of fun it would be fun doing it while being getting rich, I guess. That, that would also be dope. I, I'm, Is that the way to say it? Yeah. Is that the right way to answer that question? I think that's the most direct way like to do it. I'd like to get rich doing exactly what I'm what doing I right do. now. What I want to do. Please. <laughs> right now, Please. it's good. Um, I, I, it's a, 20 more grand a show would be nice. <laughs> I know I know you're going city to city, and that definitely is one of the perks of uh, doing stand-up comedy, but you're originally from the Bay Area, Area. Um, from Fremont. Uh, my, my question is this, though. Do you think that there is a huge difference between like Bay Area, the Bay Area comedy scene versus out, you know, the rest of the world? And I, know, I yeah. hate to sound pretentious because I know the Bay Area people right. usually sound like, you know, our shit don't stink or something like that, right? But what what is Bay Area comedy compared to somewhere on you know in the midwest or, or down south we, we 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 are literally at the best the bay area is the best place to get good at stand-up because it's a melting pot and you're gonna get all different kind of crowds throughout the week i mean it's crazy i mean you could just go in there and do i mean there's just so many people here right uh people talk about the midwest like it's easy they're the easiest crowds really they're happy to see you it's arkansas <laughs> <laughs> i mean i hate to be a dick but <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're, right they're, they're, it's way harder to impress and make people laugh at Roosters on a Sunnyvale when the whole Oracle and Yahoo's over there that's just trying to get drunk or San Francisco with all these guys where you can't say anything at all. Right. You know, they're way harder than going in the – I mean, Bay Area is a perfect place to get good. I mean, this is the best place. You go to different rooms, get good. Midwest, Chicago, Denver, they're the same people. Yeah. Everyone watches the same stuff on television I mean, it's crazy. Everybody yeah. watches that. And you kind of already know how people think just by watching the news and the shows that are successful and the cartoons that do well. Yeah. They're not totally different of it. When you start going to like Glasgow and stuff where your accent, like Scotland, where you're just talking and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Right, right, right. That's when it becomes an issue. Has, has that been an issue <laughs> oh, for you? Oh, Lord. I went, I lied to this promoter like four years into stand-up. He's like, you're a headliner. I'm like, yeah, headline America. Oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we need to headline these, uh, this like UK tour. And I was like, hell yeah. He's like, you got an hour? I'm like, yeah, I got an hour. At Tommy T's right. in the San Jose Improv. I'm four years in. <laughs> right. They throw him in a Glasgow in like Birmingham, and I'm just up there like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, Glasgow, they just stared at me. I've never seen it. I was an hour, and I was good. I still had an hour good show. I was yes. doing it. But it was just 45 minutes, and people were just looking at me like, I don't understand the word that's coming that's out of That's incredible. And I'm like, it's English. Right. And they tell me something. So I kind of don't understand what you're saying. This it's, is weird. It's two people speaking English, completely different accents. Same don't know language. what the hell. Yeah. So so what's going on in your mind? I mean, you're talking about going overseas to do comedy. Oh, yeah. And you're you kind of, you know, you're kind of gassing yourself up to this guy by saying, yeah, I got an hour. Oh, I mean, so, so what all else those, are you going to tell the guy? It's you're not going to say no. Two grand a show. Yeah, you're not going to say no. An hour, sir. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So what Which you, hour would you like? <laughs> what are you thinking in those? What are you thinking in those 45 minutes where they're just the watching you? I'll bring it, sir. Well, no, no. What are you thinking in, the, in that time where, they, where you're just being judged? <laughs> Oh, do, while I was bombing? Yeah. Oh, they immediately knew I wasn't shit the minute I got there. <laughs> they put me on the first show in London. I'm like 30 minutes into that, just sweating. I'm like, so you guys, uh, 
The McDonald's here tastes funny. Right. <laughs> Just it. Scotland was tough. They didn't understand a word. But you know what? They were so polite. Like I, I they were just so cool that they wanted me to do well. They understand there was a language barrier. They understand that it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a lot more respect for comedians in the UK. Like we're looked at at like there's a lot of TV shows in the UK where they just put stand-up comedians on a panel and they just talk about their opinions. Right, Something right, right. that we would destroy here. If exactly, yes. Shit. Like, the, the structure over there, comedians are really well-respected. So even though I was eating, eating it, and in my head I'm like, this is really bad, they were still not rude. They weren't booing. They were just listening, and they're like, you know, they understood when to clap. Yeah. But you could just tell as a comedian that, dude, none of this is working, and you're, you're not going to get paid. You're not, you're not getting that satisfaction, right? <laughs> you're not scratching that itch. You got a piece of paper over there, man, with some stuff written down?